From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Project podcast. This one is number 33. I am your host with the most on anxiety recovery, Brad Robinson. I am here with you today. Thank you for joining me. This one is number 33. Pretty cool. And it's on my habits before and after anxiety. What were my habits before? And what were my new habits when I recovered from anxiety? And the habits that I still currently do, which is my new identity. But before I want to get into that, I am going to do a Q&A podcast in the future. So send me your questions via YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or email. Email me from my website at unpluganxiety.com and shoot me an email. Let's. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your questions and I will answer them. Now, let's dive into this podcast. I have a long list here of my habits before and after anxiety. So they're not, they're not like ranked in order. These are just a list of habits. They're not ranked. So bear in mind that. And yeah, so I'm going to dive into number one, which is my morning and night routine. So before anxiety, well, before my anxiety recovery, I should say, my habits of the morning and night were pretty chaotic, pretty chaotic. I didn't have a morning routine. I would wake up from my bed. I wouldn't even make my bed, okay? I would not make my bed. I would get up. I would go eat breakfast quickly. I'd run downstairs, eat breakfast, go up, come back upstairs, brush my teeth, and then I would run out the door. If I had a job that day or if I didn't have a job, I I would be watching TV or, you know, on the iPad or something. I didn't have a set routine. I was just running on autopilot. And at night, I would just jump into bed and try and get some sleep. And a lot of the time, I would have difficult doing that. So... I integrated a morning and night routine because I needed more order in my life. My anxiety was so out of control, which meant my life in general was just out of control. It was very chaotic. I needed more order. And in a previous podcast, I talked about the yin and yang symbol, how the black side of the symbol is chaos and the white is order and why are they integrated why are they attached to each other order and chaos well it's because the path in the middle to peace you need to integrate order and you need to integrate chaos and my both of my feet were in chaos i didn't have any order in my life so when i was going through anxiety recovery i made a morning routine that suited me now, 
over the months, I did change it a bit to suit what I really liked and what I didn't like. Because you want to wake up and do something you like. So when I started med- meditating, which is on the list, by the way, here. So, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, so morning and night routine, and which includes meditation. Yeah, so that's in the morning, in my morning routine. So in that morning routine, I would meditate, stretch, and I would, uh, that's it, and write in my journal. So writing in my journal would be number one, then I would meditate, and this is what I still do to this day. This very morning, I did this, and then I would stretch. So... Writing in the, the the morning journal, crucial for getting out negative thoughts, writing down what I'm grateful for and uh, what, what I want in my life, what I really want for the day. And then the meditation, I found a great manifestation meditation where I envision what I want in my life a year from now. So I would do manifestation, meditation every morning. Uh, but when I first started meditating, I I would just do basic meditations. I would download a meditation app and I would do that for about 10 minutes in the morning and I would construct a night routine. So I would write in my journal relax an hour before bed, no television, no stimulation, and get in touch with myself. I would meditate at night as well. So I was integrating these new habits into my life that were bettering me. Like I was turning 180 from who I used to be to what I want to be. And you're going to you're going to hit a lot of resistance because your subconscious is automatic. It runs on habits. So when you introduce a new habit, one that's very unfamiliar, you're going to have a lot of resistance. You're going to say, you know, I can't I can't meditate for 10 minutes. I'm just way too anxious. I'm way my thoughts are just cycling too much. I can't sit here and meditate. You're crazy. But the more I did it, the more I got used to it, the more I got familiar with it, the more I was able to relax. And I found joy in meditating. I, I knew I, that I needed to integrate a solid morning routine where I can provide order in my life, more order. I needed that. I was too much into chaos. I needed order. So... As soon as I would as soon as I get up, I would make my bed. So like before I wouldn't make my bed. Now I keep a clean room and I would make my bed every morning. So that was super important. I needed to have that discipline in order to for that to snowball throughout my day. I needed new habits so that it can snowball throughout my day. And that is absolutely crucial 
for establishing order so you can handle the chaos when it comes because you know how to order yourself. You know how to take care of yourself, your mind. You know how to handle the chaos because you've provided yourself with so much order now with anxiety recovery, with all this morning routine, night routine stuff. You can take on the chaos much, much better. And that is super important. And the second is regulating sleep patterns. Absolutely huge. Absolutely huge for just the rest and digest system to keep it uh, cycling properly. If you're waking up at different times each morning like I used to do, you're not going to get, you're not going to regulate your sleep cycle properly. And during that sleep cycle, it's important that you get your REM sleep, your delta waves and all of that stuff. I'm not too into sleep. I don't know much about it. But I, what I do know is that when once I regulated my sleep patterns I felt more refreshed waking up in the morning. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. Because once you change your sleeping patterns and you set a, uh, a time in the morning, each morning, the same time each day to get up, that's just going to relieve not, not only the stress about like what time's best for me to wake up, but... It also makes your sleep cycle run properly, run smoothly. And you might not have get the best sleep that night, but it's important that you wake up on at the same time each day. It's really all about discipline. How can we discipline ourselves so that we can have more order in our lives? And this is one of them. Now, the third one is calling up a loved one for reassurance. Now, absolutely huge. I was calling up my family so often because I was very dependent on them. I needed their help. So I, so I thought I needed to know that I was okay, especially going through an anxiety disorder, health anxiety to be specific. Now, I would call them up and I would be like, you know, am I okay? Like, I'm so stressed about these things. And I would talk about what I'm stressed about and I don't know how to handle it. And they'd be like, oh, it's okay, Brad. You know, you'll be fine. You know, relax. We'll talk about it. And I was very, very dependent. That's a huge one especially going through panic attacks. It became a habit for me when I was going through a panic attack where I would call them up and be like, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I'm just totally scared of the sensations. I'm, I'm scared of this feeling. I'm afraid of dying. I'm a, and, and, you know, I feel like I'm humiliating myself in front of all these people. And, you know, I just need help. And um, I would rely on my family and friends for help. And after my anxiety disorder, I became very independent. I 
Don't call up people for reassurance just to talk like a friendly convo. But I don't call up people for reassurance. And I spend more time by myself comfortably. I've learned to love the time spent by myself. I know how to take care of myself when I have a lot of downtime. I know what to do. I know I know that when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling anxious, I can sit and meditate and feel my feelings become present within my body to let go and just feel my body, feel the different parts of my body where I'm stressed. I can sit and meditate. And when I sit and meditate, I feel so much better. I just know what to do when I feel, you know, anxious or stressed out a bit. Because we all do. I know how to handle that better. So I don't need to call up people. I don't need to be around people, you know, because I feel lonely. I, I've learned to let go of the traumatic events in the past like that held me back that were a lot of the reason why I was experiencing an anxiety disorder. And, and yeah, so that one is calling up a loved one. So I doing that less improved my life significantly to the point where I ended up not doing it anymore. And number four is judging or rec- judging people, judging people before before my anxiety recovery and after my anxiety recovery recognizing the positives so before my anxiety recovery i was really judgmental towards other people very harsh critically about their appearance about myself even very very harsh on myself and then when I was going through anxiety recovery, I was pointing out the positives during the day rather than the negatives. So, for instance, you know, I like that girl's shoes. I like the color. It reminds me of the sky. I like the color of her dress. I like the flowers on her dress. I like the way she did her hair. I started to use rational thought to pick out the good during the day rather than the negatives. And that was a huge step in my recovery. Number five is minimalizing the things in my room. It kind of goes hand in hand with the first one, you know, my morning routine where I'd make my bed. But minimalizing my room was actually a huge thing where I kind of, I felt lighter because you, you are like... Your room, if it's messy, it's a reflection of you. It's a reflection of your mind. I want you to clean your room. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I, I want you to clean your room. It's it's only because of the feeling you'd get. Because that's your space. That's where you sleep at night. That's where you spend a lot of your time. So once you have a tidy room, you will feel much lighter when things, when the clutter gets decluttered and you minimalize the things, you will have a different 
attitude and you and outlook for your room. You'd want to spend more time there. You want to spend time in your room. A lot of people avoid the places in their house that are just most cluttered. And that's a reason because who wants to spend time in a room where it's just a complete disaster, right? I make sure that, you know, is I, 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 I tell myself, is this a place where I want to spend my time? Is this a place that's healthy? Is this a place where I want to spend my time? And if the answer is yes, then you did a good job. You know, you've you've cleared up your room and you made things orderly. And like this whole list represents order, right? Integrating that order into your life so that you can find peace and you can handle the chaos. All right. Number five is minimalizing the things in your room. Number six, reading. I I used to have a hard time reading before my anxiety recovery. So when I was recovering, I decided to sit in the bookstore for hours and read. That was my challenge for that day. Sit in the bookstore and read this book. And that was my goal because I never used to be a reader and I wanted to read. That's the new Brad. The new Brad is going to be a reader. So I decided to sit in a bookstore and read. And what do you know? I ended up going back there the next day. And my, then my goal snowballed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this book in this bookstore at, by the end of the week. And that was my new goal. My new goal was to finish this book and prove to myself that I can do it. I can read this book. And then what do you know? I ended up searching for another book. Find a book that's really good for you. I ended up reading some uh, fiction. Uh, I believe it's nonfiction. Um, the The Picture of Dorian Gray, Jane Eyre. I was, I was picking books that were really challenging. I was picking books that were really out of my comfort zone. And once I started to read this book, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my time and my, I'm going to, I'm going to push through this book, Google words that I don't understand and finish it by the end of the month. So I would set these goals. And once I reached them, I felt so good about myself. I felt really happy that I was able to do this, reach my goal, and do something, do habits that are different than the ones that I used to do. The old Brad. The old Brad used to never sit in a bookstore and read for hours. The new Brad does because I want change. I wanted change to the point where I'm willing to do anything it takes to get there. Uh, Number six was reading. Number seven, another big one, listening to anxiety and self-help podcasts. I would go to bed listening to self-help podcasts every night because I knew, you know, if I surround myself every day with this information, then I'm going to change. My subconscious is going to absorb all of this information. I knew that my subconscious was listening. Sometimes, you know, I'd have trouble listening to 
these podcasts because my mind would wander like anybody else's. But I knew that my subconscious is picking it up. If I surround myself with these podcasts every day, then and continuously listen to them, write notes, then I'm going to improve. So, like subconsciously, I'm going to run these new patterns and the the language that the podcasters are speaking. I'm just going to run subconsciously. And that was my goal. I wanted to surround myself with this information so that I can subconsciously run this information in my head or speak it to other people. And I just wanted to learn is the bottom line. I just wanted to learn and ingrain this information. Uh, Continuously re-listen to podcasts ingrain this information so that I can speak it and live it. Number eight, cold showers. Another one where I needed a lot of discipline, especially in the winter. Now I did, I've been doing cold showers for two years straight. I have not taken taken a hot shower in two years, which is absolutely crazy. I can't even think about that, but I can't imagine taking another hot shower, to be honest. It it changed my life because I developed a discipline to step into that freezing cold shower in the morning takes willpower. And I wanted that. I wanted willpower. I wanted change. The old Brad doesn't take cold showers. The new Brad does. So everything on this list is things that I never used to do. These are things that I started to do because I was molding the new Brad. I was molding the new Brad and doing things that the old Brad doesn't do. So I'm moving away from that old Brad in a direction where I want to go in my life. Now, cold showers required a lot of willpower, discipline, and I reaped the benefits of it, and it increased my alertness in the morning. I, I, it woke me up. It improved my immunity and body circulation, stimulated all my blood cells, um, and it relieved my anxiety, and it eased my stress because I was breathing heavily in that cold water. So I wanted to embrace a new habit that required discipline, but it improved my health because I wanted to improve my health because I did suffer from health anxiety. So I wanted to improve my health. So this was a great way of doing that. And it relieved my stress. It relieved muscle tension and it woke me up in the morning, which was a huge one. Now, number nine is slowing down. Now, I used to run, anxiety sufferers run so, run their days so frantically. And I used to be this way where I would run out the door without my wallet. I would run out the door without my cell phone. I would forget so many things. As you can see, you know, there was no order. So everything in this list is order. I, this is, I needed to integrate order in my life. And when I started to slow down, I started to make a list of what I needed to 
get done during the day and shorten it and make it three points. Three points, three things that I need to get done today. Make it short so that I'm not running around like a crazy person. I can get my things done, get out the door. If I'm working that day at a job, I will organize my lunch for the next day, the night before or in the morning. I would give myself extra time. So that was a huge one in my life. And that's the list, everybody. And there are many more that I, ha- I didn't include in the list, but I will talk about on another podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I do have a quote of the day. And the quote is, where there is anger, there is always pain underneath by Eckhart Tolle. Great book. If you haven't read The Power of Now, an amazing book, an amazing book. You know, I started the first book that really opened my eyes was by Eckhart Tolle. It wasn't The Power of the, it wasn't The Power of Now. It was another book by him. It's in a green cover. No, sorry, not a green cover. It's in a orange cover. Orange cover. I can't remember the name of it, but it was the first book that really opened my eyes to consciousness, to being awake. And I remember sitting on the train one day when I was reading his book and I put the book down and I just stared out the window and I felt nothing. I I was in the present moment. I I felt my body and I felt the air coming in and out of my lungs and I I was just sucked into the present moment for for a few minutes. And ever since that moment, I always sought after that. And that's why I became so disciplined in my anxiety recovery because I I I knew that I didn't want to live this life anymore. I needed order. I needed discipline and I needed that willpower when especially integrating all of these new habits. But it does take a little bit at a time. I'm not saying to go out and start to do all of these habits at once, but integrate a morning routine and just start with something like that. Make your bed in the morning, clean your room so that it's orderly and that it's clear of junk and and that you know it's nice and clean so it's pleasing to the eye so it's pleasing to the soul and that's this podcast guys i really hope you enjoyed it if you haven't already rate and review this podcast on itunes it means so much to me thank you guys so much for tuning in do not let anxiety define who you are I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye-bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.